How are y'all doing this evening? This is Soul Sister Therapy Childhood Trauma Podcast. I am your host, Plum Queen. We have Scorpio's son, Sequita, and we have a special guest, Akila Textry. Hello, hello, divine greetings. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Um, our sister, Misha Love, is out there spreading her love somewhere else. She is needed. So we're going to hold it down for the sis. Uh, but today, this is all about Akila. She is going to tell her story, and we're going to vibe with the sis and you know unpack these childhood traumas. So, this is your show. So, go do your thing. Away. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, childhood trauma—that's my thing there, and I love that you guys were talking about it in the the last show. It came up, and it was good to touch base on that. I forgot the lady, the young lady's name, but it was good to touch base with you guys about it. So, my story is um, childhood trauma. I mean, we all have it. We have different ones. And I think the one that stands out to me is the one that I was able to hit the core of getting to the core of that childhood trauma. So it would have to do with actually a kidnapping. It's actually a pretty profound story. Um, I was kidnapped uh, probably about the age of two um, and taken. It was like literally after John Welsh. I don't know if you guys remember him, the one who does um, America's Most Wanted. Is that his last name? John something? Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. his son, before all of this started, his son was just taken like my, a weekend before me. So my mom was like frantic, like this little boy just got found in the kennel somewhere or whatever. So um, it was a, I was gone for like a weekend, I guess, maybe a couple of days. Um, I had been taken by someone who she know, so it wasn't an unknown person. Um, and when they found out, they left me in like a gas station bathroom. Um, this is the story I was always, you know, told. And some lady found me in there, so I don't know how long I was there. Um, and then I was taken to an orphanage, and um, 
it was like boom boom from one place to the next and left there until someone saw it on the news like a police officer and then they called you know made the connection back so it was maybe a couple of days of being missing and and this is at two so I say all of that to kind of just paint the picture of what had actually happened and something that I knew all my life, but I did not know. You know, at two years old, you don't have any memory. So the, this is one of the hardest things because a lot of us have trauma that are not in our conscious phase of mind. It's completely in the subconscious, which holds all memories, whether this lifetime, past lifetime, all your baby memories. So what you don't know consciously is being held subconsciously and is still playing out in your life world and affairs so abandonment is the issue here so the childhood trauma i had to deal with all my life was a constant theme of abandonment and rejection you know always with friends with with anybody it's just always hitting this cord every time it happens we have um when we have traumas whenever someone hits the cord of that trauma you tend to have like a really negative reaction we all we all react differently but you you tend to go like you know it's like mayhem like what is this or you either get real depressed or it, it can really cause you know problems in your life until you start to deal with it so it wasn't until like a couple of years later well a couple of years ago i started working on this abandonment rejection issue maybe about 2014 something around there where I finally like called it out because the thing is we need to identify what our issues are, call it by its name. And then I was like, oh, okay, you know, I got some issues with abandonment and rejection. And I noticed every time someone did anything that looked similar to it, it would cause some kind of reaction anytime. So as I worked on it, it was getting better and better. And I thought I had it handled until um, having a relationship and my kids later, you know, the guy had left, which pumpkin, Plump Queen and I talked about that was a narcissistic relationship. Um, and when he left, it left me like I thought I did, you know, worked it. We think we work, we peel back the layers, but I had never gotten to the core. I um I even had a post, what is it after you have a baby? Post trauma. I had a post trauma. Oh, thank you. I was like post trauma. <laughs> oh, life is but um, postpartum, um, she was trying to get to the root of it. You know, she was like, where is this? And, you know, my dad wasn't around. So she was like, maybe it's your dad. And I just would not feel it. I was like, no, that wasn't it. Because I'm, I'm good with him. I was good as a child with him not being there. So that was never my thing. Um, so I was like, no, I'm not feeling that. So anyway, after the my partner had left, and it stripped me down to the core. Like that was like ultimate abandonment, I guess. Ultimate abandonment and rejection because he left me with the newborn baby, all the kids. So it was just like, what the hell? So um, when I was struck with that, it forced me. When I say rock bottom, like I was at my rock bottom emotionally. Never been that emotionally stripped and raw. So then I listened to this story again for some reason. So they were talking about it, my mom and whatever. We were casually talking about it. And my cousin was asking, what happened? You know, like, what, what did, so the lady just walked away and left you. And I just said out loud, she abandoned me, you know? And when I said it, it clicked. Oh, snap, abandonment. And then at the time, because of my kids going through it when he left, my dad had a two-year-old or one, a two-year-old that was crying frantically whenever I would leave her in the room. And when I looked at that, it's like all of that clicked. And I realized, oh, crap, that's probably what I was doing at two years old. Mind you, all my life, I heard this story. I never thought about 
how it might affect me, the two-year-old. I just thought I was sleeping the whole time because it was like they found you sleeping. So I thought, you know, no big deal. I was sleeping. I don't know. I don't remember. When I saw that, I realized that was the trauma. I, not only had I been abandoned because I knew this person, she knew my my. So I was fine with her. I was happy with her. And then when she finds out I'm being looked for, she just abandoned me, you know, left me in, in the bathroom. So I'm like, imagine how much I've been crying and beating down the door and until I fell asleep, you know, like what my daughter was doing at that time. And that's when it hit me like, oh, that's the core of the trauma. And you have to do your childhood work. So I did. And at the time, I've been watching a lot of Teal Swan um some other videos on childhood trauma, you know, how to reconnect with that childhood, um, going back to that child at that age. And so um, I had started to do that work. I was like, let me go talk to this two-year-old. Let me go to her. Because the thing is, we tell ourselves a story. Whatever emotions that hit when you were a child, those are the, let's call them misappropriated emotions. You're going to carry that all your life. All the life, all my life, I'm feeling abandoned. I'm feeling unloved. Nobody want, nobody wants me because this was the feeling I was left with at that time. So what you have to do is go back to that time if you can discover it and remember it, and speak to that child as the adult that you are now, with the knowledge that you know now. You have to parent that child. That's how you get through that childhood trauma. So I had to go back and say to myself, okay, with the truths that I do know. This person, yes, they left me true enough, but it wasn't because they didn't love me. It wasn't because of any of that. It was the fact that you were just trying to escape the law and, and you know, you were only thinking about yourself. So I had to tell little me that it wasn't a personal thing against you. It's okay. You know, when I made that connection, it's so funny. I, it's like I saw myself and I went to pick up myself. It was an actual exercise I was following in a book called childhood trauma, you know, heal your child inner childhood wound. And so I went back to myself. I picked myself up in this meditation, picked myself up, reached out and then little me reached out, embraced me too. And I just hugged me and said, it's okay. I love you. Um, you're not abandoned. You are so loved. That person who even left you here loves you. They did not leave you behind because they don't love you. So it was like rewiring and rewriting these things in my mind to make it okay. And then I could feel it kind of just seep away, even as childhood me did. And then we merge. It's like when we brace, embrace, it's like you kind of embrace into yourself and become one. It's really a deep, profound type of meditation to do if anyone can get a chance. But you have to really bring the love back to that wounded child. And you have to tell... You have to rewrite the story that you had been telling yourself over and over again through your pain. And every time someone struck the chord, it brought you back to that pain. You kept repeating in your mind, no one loves me. Oh, you abandoned me. You don't love me. And you have to rewrite that. So I had to rewrite that for everything that even happened in my life where people did leave. But what I did was say, you know what? It's not because they don't love you. It may even be because they don't love themselves. They don't They don't know how to deal with certain things in a certain way. Don't take it personal. You are loved. So, you know, that was my story. Um, you know, we just did 
a workshop I was telling Plump Queen and I was asked that particular question. So that's why I said, well, I have the perfect story to share because they asked me, we were telling them, you know, you got to get to that, that childhood trauma. Something's bothering you right now. And it's sounding like it comes from trauma from a childhood. And he was like, well, what do I do when I get to it? You know, so I had to give this story to let him know you got to parent your inner child. So, man, that's powerful. Uh, and I love yeah. it. I'm mm -hmm. definitely going to tell everyone and suggest that. And I'm going to tell them that you told me so. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a coin that so you can get your dividends, sis, because yeah, that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I need my cousins to do that. I'm going to try. You know, I'm, I've been doing real well like, with my methods, but I'm sure I'm going to try that. I, I'm yeah. going to try that. It I'm works. Sorry. It works. If I get the book, I'll give the name of the writer. I know it's called Heal Your Inner Childhood Wound, but I can't remember her name right now. If I get it, I'll you know send it to you so you can have it. Please do. Um, and yes. another good one to do, her name is Vicki Howie. She does inner childhood wounds with each chakra. Like that's another good one to do. So from like one to seven years old is a year of a, is each year is a chakra. So your whole one year old life is your root year. Two years old is your sacral year. Three years old is, you know, your solar plexus and up mm -hmm. and up like you see behind me. So all the way up to seven. And she does one for each year and it does work. And it's on YouTube. So anybody could just type it in, heal your inner childhood wounds, um, Vicki Howie, and, you know, try, try it. It really does work. She walks you through a, med a guided meditation to your inner child. And see, all of these resources are out here. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? If you really, really want to heal, you know, if the information mm -hmm. out here, you just really got to seek it. We in the age yeah. of information. That's it. Age of Aquarius. There you go. Uh, well, uh, you know what? I ain't got no questions. I thought I was going to ask the questions. You kind of just stopped me, and it's hard to shut me up. Oh, right? <laughs> I was like, well, where the question? Come on with it. Give nah, me you explained that so well. It's just like, I, it's just low key. I just dealt, just dealt with a situation mm -hmm. just the other day that falls right along with what you're saying. And I really hope, you know what I'm saying, that all parties involved can watch this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And feel this and get this message that you just did. You know, a, a lot of us, you know, I, I know so many, anybody that, that, I, that, I, that I track is great. Mm -hmm. I'm great. So you all, you're going to be my reflection. But a yeah. lot of us just won't get out of our own way. Right. Yeah. Because we won't, because we have not talked, like you said, spoke, mm -hmm. um, spoke life and love into that inner child. Mm -hmm. And I tend to rub people the wrong way when I try to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I have situations like this so they can hear from other people mm -hmm. and maybe with a different, you know, a little swag on there, a little bit more sugar, maybe, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. So, you know, so everybody can, you know, can get this. So, uh, I, you know me, I've dealt with abandonment issues and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Now, I've never been taken, you know, and this is probably telling everybody, you know, my issues are my issues, but I don't know what that feels like. That's a completely different situation than, you know, my mom, you know, giving more attention to her man than her giving me. She was mm -hmm. still there, but to be abducted at such a young age, you know what I'm saying? I can't imagine, you know, how you felt. Like you said, you saw your daughter and it kind of clicked for you. Like that's possibly, you know, your reaction. So yeah, I don't know what that feels like. I've never been scared like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're a powerful sister to, you know, to really figure that out. 
and mm-hmm. especially and like I, I do know you know the extent of your you know your story with your um with your ex-husband and yo you're my hero like yeah. <laughs> you know what and guess what plump queen we reunited as well so look at that that's another hey. love story. Oh, yeah that's a whole yeah. nother story <laughs> Can we talk narcissistic relationship but you know there's a little deeper twist to that relationship and you know he has a a book in his own because he has to tell that story to help other people get through it but he actually had a psychosis um a what do you call it i call it a spiritual psychosis because it got him to where he is now and it was a necessary break that needed to happen and um before that break he was a covert narcissist i didn't know he didn't know either so um, unbeknownst to him, this is something that was coming up that needed to fall away. And so that happened to him and he had that psychosis and that's why he actually left. So um, the way that he left even was hurtful to me. All the narcissistic things that they that they do, um, that kind of happened in those last three months before he left. Um, but when he did, it was like, oh, okay, you know, I got to figure all of this out. I didn't know till he was gone. The same time I was figuring out the inner childhood wound, the core, all of this was kind of coming together around February of 2020 because he left January 2020. So a little, a couple of things were coming together and it was like, okay, I, I guess this is what he is. That's how I even found out that I was with a, nar- a covert narcissist. He returned in June and had a, like another episode that actually caused him to have to go to the hospital. But um, I had some guides guiding me that said, stay by his side. Cause I was ready to be like, I am not dealing with this, you know, but something was saying, stay by his side and pour light into him. So what I did was I told the kids what was happening. I gathered them together. I was like, look, daddy needs help. And we pretty much um, said, med- we said like prayer, I call it meditation. We would do meditation together. And I told them we're going to put him in the light. So we would just really kind of speak words of life into him and just say, you know, surround him in the light. We send him love that lights the truth within him. And we would just constantly do that while he was where he was going through. And coming out of that, he asked, you know, for my help. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to help as much as I can. Like, you can't come back to the house, you know, because he needed somewhere to stay too. I was like, no, we're not going to do that, but I can help you heal. So I would actually end up being his therapist, like because before they assigned him a therapist, we would meet once a week and we would just go through these um, things that I knew about spiritual integration because I was like, you're defragmented. Most of this world is we have we're defragmented in our spirit, in our soul. Some are just to more degrees than the others. And his was an extreme degree, hence the snap, you know, so we worked on that all of this soul integration work. And by the time he got to a therapist, (laughs) they were like, what do you do? Like they thought I had a PhD. Like (laughs) I was like, I'm just very spiritual. And I do, I am into um, psychology and I do my chakra work. So I just know how to transmute energy through consciousness. And 
that's what I did. So I pretty much helped heal him. And in the healing, we were bonding. I wasn't trying to get back with him. Like that was far from my mind. Even the therapist would, I was like, look, I'm just supporting his healing. You know, she was so happy to see when we started to actually move in a different direction, you know, like, oh my God, you guys are looking together. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but it just naturally happened. And I'm going to give y'all the kicker here. This is, this is a story for your book. We blow everybody away with this. We have not been physically intimate this whole time. Like we, I personally and him have not been, have had no physical intimacy, not even with anyone on the outside since 2019. And everybody's wondering, like, even when they see us together, they think that, but we're not, we're just very, um, spiritually intimate and it's even so much deeper like you know we flirt we dance with each other we flirt but we just have no interest to like really do that and everything is just awesome so it's like a complete what do you call it not even a 180 you know complete bring it back around transformation you yeah back at one you know what i'm saying y'all don't um, back at one what you think about this queen yeah that is that's awesome like that's beautiful like i definitely me being the person i am i definitely would condone a spiritual connection over a sexual any day you know I, i'm a very i'm a scorpio so i like to get deep like i'm like really deep i like to get to the core i want to know your life i want to know what happened in your childhood what makes you tick your triggers like i want to know all of that and that stuff is that's the stuff that turns me on that's the stuff that gets me going because when you have those deeper spiritual bonds those are the ones that can't be those are the ones that's unbreakable you know you can lay down with anybody any day um and have sexual intercourse and it just be what it is but when you have those spiritual bonds that and that's why it's hard for people to break away from yeah. other situations because they never had like a spiritual bond or they look at sex as something sacred that's mm -hmm. their mind is programmed to have sex as something sacred so that's when they form those negative toxic attachments mm -hmm. and it's hard for people to get away from those connections and those people and to move on. And so, um, yeah, I'm all about, you know, triggering people before the good, you know, to help them grow and evolve and be the best person. And I feel like that's part of my journey. I think I spoke about this on another episode, but I feel like that's part of my journey um, is to really, and that's part of the reason why I've been in so many different situations and have never had one that clicked and kind of stuck around. Because I feel like I've been needed to help other people kind of come out of their own stuff and really like have this, you know, aha moment and really come to. So, you know, and I have. Oh, did we get a freeze? Come on back. Come on back. <laughs> well, you know why she's coming back. Oh, my journey. Go ahead. Come back. There it is. We missed that last couple of 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I have accepted that that's part of my journey and that's part of who I am. And, you know, I consider myself like a spiritual counselor. Like I'm always counseling people and giving people light and energy and motivating them and pushing them and helping them through their stuff. And then I'm like, dang, well, who's who's helping me get stuff? But I'm going within as well. And that's really great that you did that work. And it's 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 so powerful because I was actually talking to a friend um today who 
has has you know we've talked about childhood traumas and things like that and you know he stated that he has abandonment issues you know and different things like that i won't get into the extent of it but i feel like we all like i even have abandonment issues as well from both my both my parents so you know it, and it's crazy because i was like did you ever have that conversation with your parents and he said he has but in like a in a mist of like anger and you know kind of just letting it out but um you know i kind of challenged him to like have that conversation like have that conversation with your parents because you never that can be so healing for you you know and it can really come on back yeah we're gonna lose another 30 seconds <laughs> right you working your magic queen that's yeah, a magic that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> it works she got that real oh, magic. <laughs> right and I have to have a conversation with my parents as well. So, you know, I feel like we're all, we like you said, we all have childhood traumas and some people just, just, you know, you know, can recognize it and do the work to really heal and grow from it so that they become a better person and others just choose not to, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, or sometimes they don't even know they have it. They just kind of write it off as, oh, this is just something that happened then and they don't want to do the work, you know, to kind of really become a better person. Um, but it takes like a lot of strength and a lot of courage um, to really be able to recognize them and actually say, hey, you know what? I'm about to do the work to make sure that I can become a better person. Work it, work it again, work it again. Come on back. Um, so it's bringing it. She's <laughs> like, she bringing you back. Come back. <laughs> you keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And we doing but, good. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> it's been storming out here. Okay, we all like disappearing. Oh, okay. She said we all yeah. disappeared. You back? Can you hear us? Hey, can you hear us? You can see us. Yeah. All right. All right. Yes, I can hear y'all. But um, yeah, I just said I love your story. It's it's really beautiful. It's very powerful. And I'm definitely going to do some more um, work myself and, you know, work with my chakras. I think probably the chakra for me that's probably the most, I guess, damaged probably would be my throat chakra mm. um, and my heart chakra from just a lot of different trials and tribulations. And then just being in a position younger, not speaking up and seeing a lot of things and being afraid to speak up or say something or express my feelings or out of a fear of, you know, getting that backlash. Um, you know, like if you feel something, you want to say something, but you're scared to say it because you feel I had a fear that, okay, this person will leave me if I say this, if yeah. I speak up, if I, if I'm true to myself and just really say how I feel, they'll abandon me. They'll leave me like, you know, my mother did or my father did or whatever the case. So instead of me being true to myself, I just sit back and I had all those feelings and emotions mm -hmm. in and I just let it overcome me. And I sit and deal with something that I know I shouldn't be dealing with or I know I don't deserve. And just to say that I have somebody here or just because I don't want this person to get away, you know, but so I'm just learning those that's supposed to be here will be here. And the ones that are not, then they're not. Everybody is not meant to be on this journey with me. And that's OK. And I'm learning to release. I'm learning to let go of specific outcomes when it comes mm -hmm. to situations and people and let the universe just decide and be who I am. And whatever way it goes, goes and just kind of 
be in that position. Like I have seen a quote that says, um, you're, you know, you've healed or, you know, you're in a good place when you're okay with the outcome, when you are okay with it being something or not being something, Mm -hmm. when you are in that place of peace and solidarity to where you're like, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. And you're okay with either outcome. That's very powerful. So I'm learning to be in that centered space to where I'm not attached to any specific outcome and just let, you know, what flows flows. Mm-hmm. Let whatever comes to me come to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. take time. It's gonna take time because um I call that being at a mastery level, which is something yeah. we spoke about in our workshop. There's four levels of um mm-hmm. people. There's the learning level, level one, there's growing mm-hmm. level two, and then there's experiencing level three. And then level four, which is mastering. And we all are at different levels for different things in our life. So mm-hmm. you can get through something like that. You know that mm-hmm. you're kind of at level four with that. It's not yeah. it's not that nothing's going to happen to you, but it's the fact that you're okay with the outcome either way. Yeah, either way. You're willing to learn from it. You're willing to yes. look and say, you know what? I'm look, let me look for the lesson in this. So, yes. you know, it, it really... It really helps. Uh, like I've learned, it really helps to know what level you're at. Because even in the workshop, I asked them, I explained this to them, and then I asked your homework for tonight. Figure out what level you are. When we come back, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. You know, like overall. You know, not your whole mm-hmm. little, but overall, mm-hmm. what level do you think you're at? You know, in your life, and you know, just to help them understand. You know, I guess I'll share this with people here. It's like level one. Of course, you're learning. You have no idea you're learning, and mm-hmm. level two is like you're growing through it in the sense of growing pains. Now that you're learning Mm -hmm. something, you're willing to start doing the work, which you're going to feel some growing pains from it, but -hmm. you're growing. And level three, at experiencing, you are now, you're still having some issues. You'll feel it. But instead of it Mm -hmm. feeling like growing pains, it's more like, okay, you know, let, let me, you're looking for a chance to work with it. It's about practical application at that point. So you're looking to be practical with it. Like, let me work this. Oh, I see this as something I could work with. So you're experiencing it and knowing it as an experience. And then at level four, you've mastered it to the point of like what you said, I'm okay with the outcome. And Mm -hmm. also I'm willing to be a learner again. So it's like Mm -hmm. you return back to level one with being a master. So it's like, Mm -hmm. but it's different areas in your life and it, Mm -hmm. It works if you work it. And I wanted to tell you, too, with your throat chakra, you would love Vicki Howie's um, third chakra one. Because, uh-huh. yeah, when I did that with her is when I realized my throat chakra was a little more damaged than I thought. Because I was like, wait, mm. I've been doing all these lives. I'm, you know, that I've been working. Right. What are talking about? But then when I did <laughs> it, I kid you not, I went every, you go to every child. But that child, when I went to five-year-old me, oh, mm-hmm. she was stubborn. She would not talk to me. She would, I would just like literally in the meditation, it was a shutdown at that moment. Mm -hmm. I had to like, that had me stumped. Like I'm trying to figure out what is this? She just sat beside me on the bed and would not speak to me. And I'm like, but I love you. You know, adult me is like, I love you. Talk to me, tell me something. And she just sat straight. Like I refuse. And I really had to check what happened at five years old. Like what was going on at five years old that I felt like, you know, I couldn't talk anymore. And it really has a lot to do with like some of the things you said, you scared that people going to do this or that they leave you. But for me, it was, for me, it was not being heard. Like it it was like a hopeless feeling like, so what? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. If I tell you, it's not going to even change anything. Even Mm -hmm. if you want to help me, it's not going to change my life. I still have Mm -hmm. to live here 
here and go with all of this, you know, because my parents would argue at that time. So it was like nothing could be done to me at that age. So and I realized mm -hmm. I carried that even as an adult. Again, we carry mm -hmm. these things. So the, the throat chakra, you would really love that one. And then I wanted mm -hmm. to tell you to work with your solar plexus. Like Spirit was mm -hmm. telling me, tell her about her solar plexus. So you... When you working on that, you want to, the solar plexus always helps because this is an expression of your I am, but your I am mm -hmm. is your solar plexus. So there's something in that area that needs to be strengthened. Mm -hmm. And um, what I would say, this was a good one I used to help someone in a workshop was connect the sacral with the solar plexus. If you can mm -hmm. say the meditation, because the sacral is your emotional body. So mm -hmm. you say like, I connect my sacral with my solar plexus to... Mm -hmm engage in my heart for a healing so that I can freely express myself. Mm. You know, kind of say that over and over. Like I did it three mm -hmm. times, like say three mm -hmm. times is a charm, you know, the power of yeah. mm -hmm. So, you know, take Thanks. some deep breaths, put on a meditation with one of those chakras and, and just say that, you know, three times. This is for anybody like is I swear I think a couple of books about to come out me now but this is one that I know is going to be coming for healing because people ask me questions about it with the chakras and um to what's coming up now the next conjunction this is a big one guys Jupiter Libra. and Neptune no, Jupiter and Neptune. That, okay. Yeah, the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction on April 12th is a big one. Okay. It has not been in this position since about the 1600s. And yeah. the last yeah, the last time that it was there, it, a lot of medical breakthroughs happened. So what's wow. going to happen now? You guys are going to see a lot of you know medical breakthroughs. And most of it mm -hmm. is probably going to be holistic. And um, have a lot to do with what we're talking about, healing your inner childhood wound. Because you heal the mind, you heal the body. Yes, mm -hmm. so it's going to be a lot of these type of things. And I know that I have something that I have to be writing about because I, I have actually worked like what I just told you. And mm -hmm. I've had good results when I tell people, you know, work this chakra with this chakra to heal that one. And mm -hmm. so that's a, that's another type of healing. So um, that may be something as well that comes out <laughs> out of this these medical breakthroughs. You know, I definitely feel that coming out. So mm -hmm. look out for it. You'll you'll see. I sure I sure will. As a matter of fact, you and I got to talk because um I wanna mm -hmm. I want you on Inspire interviews so we can talk about your workshop specifically because mm -hmm. that sounds very interesting on what mm -hmm. you're doing. So we want to promote your business. Okay, yeah, so get that on out there because you're dropping gems already for free. free. You know, you know, free it up. Free it up. Do, yeah, folks need to come on through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rada, and, you yes. Know, get good, you know, get that good healing. So I'm definitely gonna gonna set that up if we need to talk because I was just talking to somebody about creating that fact. I think it was you. You were talking mm -hmm. about the feminine, you know, the feminine nine. Yes. Um we gonna figure it out, feminine nine, plump queens. So we we gonna figure out the name, but I mm -hmm. definitely want to build this organization of melanated yeah. women. You know what I'm saying? To put our stuff together. You know what I'm saying? So we can be great together. Yeah. You know, what I'm that's saying? how she attracted me, the feminine. That's when I call. I was like, "What's this feminine?" You know, her and I think the yeah. mind stalker was, I was doing. Oh yeah, me and another sister, we was trying mm -hmm. to do a little a podcast situation where we talk about you know metaphysical things and you know, our ancestry and all of that. And mm -hmm. yeah, I was trying to work it out, but everything in divine timing, everything mm -hmm. is divine timing. I have a channel. 
I, you know what I'm saying, that I got so I could facilitate it a whole lot more. We're going we gonna to work it out. So, you know what I'm saying? And like you said, my we're attracting our tribe. So I needed to attract the tribe, you know what I'm saying, before I set that up. And I had to learn a couple of things and mm-hmm. a couple of people needed to drop off, you know what I'm oh, saying, yeah. before that can be, you know what I'm saying, melt together. So I'm definitely looking forward to doing that. Yeah. These some tough times out here in these streets. Like we got, I had to drop off of like family members, like my maternal family members. That was my big Venus retrograde in December, and I had I I literally held a meeting, like a Zoom meeting. Like let me (laughs) me talk to y'all for a minute because what this what we not gonna do. Okay. We not gonna do. Yeah, this what we not gonna do. Yeah, I had to hold my crystals in my hand because I knew I had to be in a place of love and I didn't want it to blow up, but I had to stand my ground and say, I'm not living in a place of, um, because you know, your family don't want to heal and you're trying to break your generational curses. And it's such a fight. I've been fighting with it for years. And it's like, Mm. they want to sit in their stuff. Like it's hypocrisy to my spirit, to my soul. And I was like, I can't do this no more. Not another thanksgiving i was like i don't care what's going on i don't i'm not coming to no birthdays i'm not coming and it's not because i don't love y'all but what i'm not gonna do is i'm not gonna put compromise my soul integrity and sit around a bunch of people that don't want to do their work i love you but i love you from over here so yeah i I love you from afar thanks for the confirmation spirit thank you there you go so i had a meeting and i was like look if you can make it you can make it they was even disgruntled about that because they was like it's christmas time okay i'm having the meeting either you there or not you know and i said what i had to say because you know they had issues with the relationship that i was telling you about because you know people don't understand that and they're like oh you're they think i'm being stupid and i'm like if you really knew me you would know I wouldn't do anything like that that would jeopardize my kids or, you know, my sane, mm-hmm. my sanity. I'm working on my spirit. So you should know better than that. But they don't. So I had to address that and let them know, hey, you know, let me tell you where you come from. Because, you know, my cousins and them didn't know about they daddy, you know. And I there's another childhood trauma because I had gotten um, assaulted mm-hmm. by him. And they did not know. So I said, before you open your mouth, let me explain something to you. I'm going to put it on the table right now. Put it on the table. That's the word I got too. Y'all got to listen to synchronicities around you. <laughs> I just heard something on the TV say, put it on the table. Put it like, on the table. <laughs> okay, spirit. Which what? Synchronicity. <laughs> put it on the table. So that's what I did. And I have not spoken to them since. And I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm really yeah. okay. But we have to understand these detachments are happening for a reason. These are these are your co-workers in life. I know it's hard to see it this way because we tend to be raised with family as family, blood is blood. And it's like, look, soul blood is my blood right now. I'm I'm trying to meet with my cosmic family, my my light workers family that we all mm-hmm. had an agreement before we came here. I'm looking for them. I'm like, where you at? Hey, I, don't care. I don't care what part you of the world you're in. Where you you in you in Australia? Where you at? <laughs> Right. Let's hook up, you know, and right. I put my family on the back burner. So, and I do, I'm glad you're talking about childhood traumas again, because I must say with this energy and all of this, we have to do this. We have to, mm-hmm. all of us, it is our job. It is imperative. You ain't got to do nothing you don't want to do. But I'm saying, if you want to elevate, if you want to pass the transition of the frequencies that's happening right now, 
if you want to get past what's about to happen in June, because it's about to go down. If you want to get past some things, you better go within and go find out we're in the age of the knowing. There's no excuse anymore. You have to know the information is out there. So the energy is asking you and, and inviting you, please go inside and get to know your subconscious mind. It's no longer allowed to get away with by saying, well, I didn't know, you know, maybe that was subconscious. I, no more. It's like when a judge yeah. before you and say, you know, when a judge say ignorance is no excuse for the law. You know, that's what the mm -hmm. universe is saying right now. Ignorance is no excuse for universal law. You are going to reap whatever it is, whatever that karma brings. So guess what? You better do that karmic work. Remove the karmic cycles. And that takes in your human suit dealing with those inner childhood wounds and trauma. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. So, Cleta, we're going to have to find another um, another topic because she yes. just laid all that down. <laughs> you know, all of it. Bring it over that topic, no, because she done laid it on the table, like she yes. said. She did. Start telling me, look, put it out. I just got to look. Tell them, it's like somebody go, tell them this. Tell them, okay. Mm -hmm. There it is. Maybe, maybe they'll, they'll listen because it came out show mouth instead of mine because I. People don't understand, sis. This is all I be trying to say. Mm. I'm not trying to run nobody's life. Yeah. I'm not trying, you know what I'm saying, not to control anybody. I'm just trying to make you understand. Like, if you don't get, if you don't get some pep in your step, you're gonna continue to suffer. Mm -hmm. There is no, there's no if ands or buts about it. And I'm not telling nobody nothing that I ain't doing. You sound like me. That's what I say. I said, look, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the work. That's why I'm, I'm not doing what it. Is, right. I'm doing it. And, <laughs> I, and they don't understand this because out of love, because I love you. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't say nothing. I would just mm -hmm. go on about my business and elevate like I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But I'm taking out the time and energy to tell you this. And for free, because I promise you, these doctors, these therapists that are, you know what I'm saying? They ain't you got to you. pay them. And, and they not telling you this. And, and then they're, they're not, not telling, telling you, you all of this. Because they want you to keep coming back. Because they, they want you to keep coming money. back. Right. I'm not trying to build. I don't want patience. Mm -mm. I ain't that type of doc doctor. I'm not that type of healer. Mm -mm. I want y'all to heal. And you want on. success stories. That's yeah, what you want. right. I want mm -hmm. you to heal and move on. I want, you right. know what I'm saying? I want you to get to a space so, you know what I'm saying, we can build together instead of me just, you know, and mm -hmm. they know they're not hearing me. But no. as their journey, and again, you have a right to your journey, the way you want to do it. You can go as fast, as slow as you want, but you yeah. don't escape from consequences and the results. Nope. Mm -hmm. And not only that, a lot of things, another thing that people don't understand is the energy keeps moving. It doesn't stop. So when you have mm -hmm. a divine appointment and you don't step into it, like you have destined coordinates for that design, that divine appointment. When you don't step into it, the energy moves to the next available vessel. Gone, mm -hmm. gone. So you, yeah, and what happens is now you get, I mean, you have free will. Like you said, you can move at your own pace, but you're going to miss that particular coordinates for that um, particular thing. Now that divine appointment may come back to you, but please best believe and know the coordinates will change. And the coordinates are not probably not going to be as favorable as they were at the time that it was asking you to move now on faith. Yep. So, yeah. Now you're going to want to go around it the long way and you have all choice, but understand it's not going to look the same. You have to wait for the next coordinates. It's like when you miss a plane or a train, you know, when you miss it, yep. 
it's going to be some inconveniences. You can't just hop on like that. You got to reschedule. You got to wait for the next available one. You got to, you got to, um, you got to, you got to, all of this, right? Go so, off. I'm getting goosebumps. All right, spirit. Okay. It's like, go off. Go, go. Yeah, I think we going, we going, this, this is, they gonna mm -hmm. know this pre-recorded because they because they can't say that in the comments. Yeah, I think we gonna post this at nine a.m. I think mm -hmm. I need y'all need to be inspired. Y'all need to be oh, feeling oh. early in the rising on my birthday. Listen. It's gonna be on nine a.m. because ooh, chat. They don't know. Okay. You're gonna have to come back and you're gonna be so um discombobulated by the time you get back. So and and also what I wanted to say to for you, plump queen too, or any of us. This was another lesson I got out of some of the messages because I've been getting downloads a lot. I was telling you about them, like super downloads since like two, two, two. So um, I'm, I, we could have a whole nother thing and share that. And I was telling her we're going to talk about it next week and we could set up a time yeah. for that. But what I do think is important to share since you mentioned the heart thing is that we have to disconnect our heartstrings. Um, yes, we love them, but you have to disconnect your heartstrings. Not that you don't love them, but it's a detachment that is required for you to elevate to your next level. You have to detach from the things that um, have a grip in the 3D paradigm. So you, mm -hmm. you have to be, it could be, I'm telling you, it could be your mother. It could be your brother. I don't care who it is. You okay. have to detach your, untach your heartstrings because- you can't put your energy into that. So it's like, now it's saying, find your soul. That's why you're finding your soul tribe now. That's where you put your energy. And I was just doing a live about this the other night. If I tell you don't hit that, you're going into a brick wall or whatever, and you still go and hit that brick wall, I'm going to say, you okay? That's the help I'm going to give you. I'm not going to go out of my way and exert my energy to come and help you because then now that's pulling me down. So I'm sorry you didn't listen. My apologies if you didn't listen, but we can't be the one to try to, you know, do everything above and beyond to try to help them. You do that, save that energy for your soul tribe. And I said that to my soul tribe people. I said, if any one of you guys call me, I will answer. I have family members that not only is, I don't have to ignore them, but this is how the energy works because I have untied my things, my strings, they can't get to me for some reason. If they caught, there's people that cannot get to me. I am sealed. My energetic seal is, is look, Noah's Ark is closed. And you know, when they say God shut the door and that was it, that's what's happening. So when yes. you, when you, when you, yeah, they, they falling away and they going to be like, look, when I told you some stuff about to happen in June, they have, y'all got about T minus two months or a month and a half. When June hit, everybody who's doing their own soul work and building their Noah's Ark, going through their childhood traumas, digging out, pulling out all their fears and unforgiveness and working on mm -hmm. those, the people that's building their Ark right now, putting their animals in two at a time, which really represents aspects of yourself different aspects of yourself, male and female. That means your conscious and your subconscious carry every aspect of yourself in harmony into your art because you're going to need it. And when them doors shut, I don't know, I, some stuff about to happen, but that's when the door is going to shut and you're going to be in your art with your tribe and whatever. And they're going to be out there. Noah, <laughs> trying to get to you. Noah. Hey, I no tried way. to tell y'all. I'm be on the boat like, I tried to tell you. I, I, this Noah right here, this Noah right here, I'm finna throw you a float. That's when you lucky if I even, I might be like, dang, I don't even know if I got a float oh. on here. I'm sorry. Like, see you in the next lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you can come back. <laughs> but that's a fact. Yeah. They don't know. You could do people what you want to do. Yeah, and people people need to like take and you know that's another thing I was just talking to somebody about like you know you got to take that risk and it is hard because people like you know they don't know if they should or if they could or it's triggering but it's triggering you for a reason listen Mm -hmm. to it it's like if you keep getting triggered by something that is the universe tapping you on your shoulder saying you need to get this in check you need to figure out what and that's what that is and people are running from that these people Mm -hmm. are running and you need to be running towards the problems that are running away from it because it's going to keep coming up you're just sweeping it under the rug and the pile's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and they it's looking at you you looking at it and then you know (laughs) what's gonna happen who gonna win the pile are you like you, you are building these mountains that you don't have to be building. You know what I'm saying? And it's taking all this work to get up these mountains when the mountain was here and you could have handled it then. Thank you know what I'm saying? Now you, it's it's up here and it's, you can't, you don't know what to do. And all these people and, and all these me to risk my life to get you from up top to get you up there. Yeah, no, you have your hand. hand. Not to build it up there. Exactly, and you have I'm to. People guy. have to take these yeah. risks. Yes. And like, that's why I'm, I'm being more in tune with, you know, I'm start, you know, I've been doing this, but I'm learning to rely more on my intuition and my yeah. inner knowing. And cause a lot of times I'm like, I don't know, I'm confused, but then I know I need to step, take a step back from the situation mm-hmm. and look at it from the outside looking in. Cause a lot of times when we're in the midst of it, we're in the storm, it's cloudy. You can't see, you got rose colored glasses on. You don't know what to believe, but it's only when you're on the outside of it and you're looking in, you're like, okay, you can see clearly. So sometimes you just got to step back from the situation to really figure out how to navigate it and do what you need to do. And the universe is always sending you messages, is always giving you advice and always trying to light a path for you. But some people don't want to take it. It's like it'd be right there in your face. Right people there. Be wanting God, people be wanting God himself to come down and say, right there. That's what they want. And I ain't gonna lie, because I've been in positions like that too. And I'm like, look, just somebody just come down here and tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. It's like we already know. It's like that tingling, that feeling that you get, mm-hmm. that you know, that uncomfortability, that trigger. Like, just an example. Um, I was working at one place. And I got, I don't know, I just got this overwhelming feeling like it was like I was never going to prosper or never going to grow in that 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 job. Mm. So I'm like, what is this? And it was just something just pulling at me like it's time for you to go. And I went, I was like, okay. So I started looking for, you know, different jobs and things like that. And I would get turned down here, turned down that. And then I was getting discouraged, but something was like, you know what? Maybe it just wasn't for you. And then I told myself, I said, you know what, God, how I'm going to know that is meant for me is when you give me the yes. And so when I got the yes, like literally, they, I did an interview. They called me back not even an hour later and was like, hey, you got the job. And that's how I knew because I kept telling myself, I'm like, well, how am I going to know if it's meant for me to go? And I told myself, you know, I was talking to myself and I was like, if I get the, if they offer it to me, then that means it's time to go. Not even an hour later, it was offered to me and I was out. Absolutely. And it was one of the best decisions I made because it elevated me. Then I got to that job and I started to have that feeling again. And it became familiar because I've went through this experience before. 
So I knew right off that, I didn't need to interpret it. I knew what spirit mm -hmm. was trying to tell me. It was trying to tell me it was time to go. Okay. And I left. And now I'm where I'm at now. And I'm I'm grateful for where I'm at. So when you get those feelings, when, when you know, spirit and you get in those tinglings and those those signs and synchronicities and you start to feel uncomfortable or whatever, that's just spirit trying to elevate you and for you to grow. Yeah. It means that you're becoming too big for where you are. It and that's why you start more. to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, what is foreign? It's like, what am I doing here? It's like your spirit and your soul start to tell you that you are craving more. And it's time for you to go. And you just have to kind of use that on every and everything whether it's relationships mm -hmm. whatever when you start to get uncomfortable you start to get triggered that means it's time for you to start doing mm -hmm. some work you got to be like okay what is this trying to tell me if a person is coming into your life and they're triggering you and they're making you feel some type of way and it's a, a positive thing but just making you feel some type of way you ain't never felt before you need to look at that maybe mm -hmm. this person is coming into your life to help you grow to elevate you to get you mm -hmm. to recognize some stuff you wasn't you would, wouldn't have done otherwise. Exactly. And people look at that and they get scared and they run, you know? And again, it's coming from these childhood traumas. People are not doing the work. So when something good comes into your life or somebody comes in to try okay. to help you and elevate you and build and heal you, you can, you don't know what that feels like. You don't recognize that. So instead of you staying there and working on it, you run, you know, mm -hmm. people are, people fear what they don't know, you yeah. know? They're scared of what they right. don't know. So if it's You're not familiar, right. you used to get in treated bad, treated poorly. People walking all over you, females dogging you out, males dogging you out. That's what you're comfortable what with. You know. so if somebody calling you out your name, you okay with it. But if somebody comes in and trying to challenge you and loves on you and really gives you this work and this healing, you're like, I ain't never felt this before. And it's triggering. It starts to Good. feel uncomfortable and you run. And that's why it's so many, <laughs> and I feel like, and I know, like, I just, I have come to terms with like, that's why I am still single because every time I'm in a connection, I'm triggering these men and they don't know what the hell to do. So they run and that's okay because you know, my divine masculine is going towards me instead of from me. So, okay. So it's just like it's it's it, and it's 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 crazy and it's just people need to do the work and I was just saying that to myself like a lot of people are putting themselves out here making themselves available but then they're not ready you know what I'm saying and they're like oh well I got to do this I I can't get into this and I can't get into that because Girl, I still oh, got to do this why are you then why are you making yourself why? available. I've been looking at too many dating shows. I'm like, girl, what is you doing? Like, just going that's off. That's it's why, crazy. Shows out here. It's just like, what is y'all doing? Like, why are y'all making y'all self available and put? And like, I have po I have made a post actually on Facebook the other day. It's a difference between being single and being single and available. Know the difference and act accordingly. Okay. Yeah. If you are not available. If you are not spiritually, physically, mentally available for a connection, stop putting yourself out here because hurt people hurt people. You're still damaged. You have not healed. And now you out here trying to mess somebody else's life up. No, do the work and then you put yourself out there. And then that's why people keep running into these same situations. They keep getting hurt. They this, they don't, whatever, whatever, because they're not healed. They're still dealing with stuff. You got to heal. You got to do the work. Mm -hmm. Most people think they need Crazy. someone else because some people think that they need someone else to help them. Yes. That's the problem. Killer. 
they're going outside of themselves instead of like mostly yeah. men. Mostly men. I, I got yes, mostly men. Mostly men. men think that they need a woman. They need a good woman, you know, a solid woman in order for them to heal. And mm-hmm. I would say that we, you know, we're nurturers and we definitely bring that, but you still have to do the work. Yeah. why most men, you know what I'm saying, tend to screw over or lose a good woman. Because mm-hmm. you have, we're not the issue, but we're not the solution. Mm-hmm. If you were, you wouldn't do as dirty. Mm-hmm. They gotta do the. They gotta learn how to love themselves, and that's Absolutely. another thing. A lot of men was raised to be, you know, hard and not show emotion or not be expressive and things like that. So they don't know how to reciprocate when it's given to them or even give it. And it's like it's foreign to them. So instead of them like when they get triggered, instead of them diving into that energy and figuring it out, they run away from it and they put on this front and whatever and and they just run away from it. And that's why I'm raising my sons to embrace their feelings and their emotions. If you feel something, let me know. Talk to me. Open book. You can come and talk to me about whatever. Um, You know, if you're feeling some type of way. so just ex- expressing yourself and being emotionally vulnerable and knowing that, you know, what love feels like, you know what I'm saying? And just feeling, you know, a lot of men just run from any kind of feeling, feeling. like, you know, because they're men, they're, they're, I was going to say that when Plump Queen mm-hmm. was saying that they're, they're masculine, not to, and I've learned to really love these men. Um, mm-hmm. I, there's another lady to watch um, named Venus. I think Dr. Venus, she talks about loving the black man, loving loving him through his wounds. And mm. and let me tell you, it starts with us loving ourselves. This is how I did it. We are both masculine and feminine in both yeah. of us, male and female created he them both. That's what that means. So mm-hmm. you have to learn to love the, the um, masculine in you. We mm-hmm. have to learn to honor the masculine because we have a wounded masculine inside of us. That's just the ego. That's the ego who who protects the ego is just a protector and so it's just through your childhood wounds it's protected in the best way it could which it does tell lies to you to protect you that's why you believe some other some misappropriated things but i say that to say the men we need to love them through their help them go within in their molecular structure they are in their their male capsule they're mostly masculine energy. So they have all of the aspects of the, the masculine, which is ego, you know, the will, the, 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 the thinking, you know, the, the conscious and the subconscious. Yeah. The, the subconscious is more the feminine, the feeling, the intuition and all of that. So they don't know how to go within, like what Plum Queen was saying. You're right. They don't go within. They don't know how because their makeup is so much of an outer thing. That they mm-hmm. don't think to go within. They actually need help. They they need just like we need to honor our masculine. They need mm-hmm. to honor their feminine. They need to mm-hmm. be able to trust their feminine, which is the vulnerable side. You know, there's the protector. Mm-hmm. There's the vulnerable side. You have to allow yourself to be vulnerable, and it's it's for all of us, even us yeah. women, but men more so because they're in that. I call it the male capsule. You know, they're mm-hmm. in that capsule, so they need help with that. And they taught that too. That's taught behavior because men exactly. can't cry. You know, yeah, like, don't cry, don't do this, or, and especially yeah. our black men. Yes, of slavery. It's a slave and um, what, what do I call? It? What do they call it again? Slave mentality passed Patty. down, generational wounds, and all of that. They, I, I did a whole thing on that too. They was like, "What? You got to do that again?" But I, I did a whole Saint Kofa live on that. 
And mm-hmm. because I was like, we gotta, we gotta really help them heal because this comes mm-hmm. from slavery. They don't know how to go within and they're taught to not love themselves. They're taught to look away and, and they get more upset at the women. Like there's a whole play back and forth and we don't realize we were turned on ourselves from slavery. But mm. there's a lot of undoing that needs to be yeah. done with it's them. Like, yeah, with your with your boys. But it's it would be so good if everybody I call this my new frame girl that I got a coin. I call it mind your business, not M-I-N-D, but mm. M-I-N-E, like digging for gold. Mm-hmm. You need to mind your soul. Go yes. in your soul and dig. And if everyone is doing their own, then you will open up and expand your love for yourself as well as extending it to the next. So mm-hmm. you, we don't do that. We can't, you yeah. know, it's going to be a constant back and forth. You should do this. You should do that. No, yeah. me, I need to do my soul work and you need to be saying the same thing for yourself. And if we are both doing, if you think of this in a relationship, if I'm doing my soul work and you're doing your soul work, then we can work on whatever we need to work on together. Exactly. Yeah. So, and a lot of people and the and men run from that. And you got to it, it, it has to be men who's willing to do that. You know, most men are not. You know, you speak of consciousness and spirituality and they looking at you like, what? You know what I'm saying? And but a man that can honestly open up and speak on this and know and recognize it and that's beautiful and definitely you want to do that but uh, most men don't you know most men was like what girl whatever you know what i'm saying they ain't trying to hear that they like "Uh uh-uh you know what i'm saying and they just keep it pushing Mm -hmm. so yeah my dude's a christian and Mm -hmm. he's not really into spirituality at all but Mm -hmm. he is but we've been together for over almost 13 years now. So mm. he's watched me, he's watched my growth, and he sees, you know what I'm saying, um, where it has me now. So he draws from the energy, mm-hmm. he tries to just draw it from me, and then that's why the universe tends to put us in positions where we have to be separate. So yeah. he can do the work by himself. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, out, like eating meat. We think we're getting protein from you know, mm-hmm. cows and stuff like that, but cows eat grass. Cows are actually vegetarians. So mm-hmm. you're technically getting protein from their diet. So mm-hmm. it's like getting secondhand protein. protein. Instead mm-hmm. of just going straight to the vegetable, you're getting it right, the right through the cow. So mm-hmm. he kind of tends to do that, tries to maneuver you know, around it. Yeah, use mm-hmm. the energy. Get secondhand energy and whatnot. Right. You don't want to get his firsthand energy. Okay. Exactly. Because, like, mm-hmm. we need to be talking to his grandma instead of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? Like, you see my tarot cards and my altar and all of that stuff. He don't say nothing. But you know he's saying something. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That scared him off. So, and, yeah. like, that's crazy because, like, I got a lot of, and that's, that was like part of my journey. Um, I just was, I had like a really low moment emotionally dealing with somebody and that's what turned me to tarot. And that's how I learned I had a gift. And I started to listen more to my intuition and like work through spirit. And I grew up a Christian. Like my grandma had me in church every um, Sunday morning. And even myself, you know, I kind of kept it going. You know, I had my kids in church, but I always felt like 
you know, for even from a young, younger, when I was like a kid, I always was interested in astrology and the signs and things like that. So I knew that it was a lot more and it didn't really hit me until I hit that rock bottom. And then, you know, of course, in the midst of it, I'm like, oh, well, you know, what was me? Why I got to go through this? But on the other side of it, I'm looking like I'm grateful for that experience, because if it had not been for that experience, I would not have, you know, got that information that, you know, learned my spirituality. And so I, of course, wholeheartedly believe in God, but I just believe it's so much more. And a lot of people don't understand that. And, you know, I just feel sad for them because it's like, you just don't understand it's so much more out mm -hmm. here than just God. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's angels. It's, it's just so much more information. And some people are just so close-minded and they don't get it. And then they're judgmental. And, but yeah, I don't judge that their situation. You believe whatever you want to believe. I'm still going to love you the same. I'm not going to look at you no different, but I just know that it's so much more than just a book. You know what I'm saying? It's so much more. And you can't like the stuff I've seen, the stuff I've witnessed. You can't tell me that this is all it is. It's so much more. The feelings that I felt, the synchronicities, just everything is so much more. And people just don't understand that. So I can. Yeah, I can say I believe in God and I can say I believe in spirituality. And yeah, I get my tarot cards, too. You know, that's just me. You know, I pull energy from yeah. all places. That's just who I am. And so I'm learning to embrace that and, you know, not care what nobody else thinks. Yeah, I pull tarot cards, girl. Let me tell you about you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to be real and I'm going to be raw. Like, I don't sugarcoat stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't do all the, oh, it's all rainbows and sunshine. No, no, it's not. That is. And uh, and I, I despise people who use spirituality as, um you know, as a tool. Like I've seen this so much. I had a talk about this or it was like a post or something in one of these tarot groups I'm in. But a lot of people will use that to scam people. They'll be like, oh, you have a curse on you that's been on you since um your grandmother and you were two years old. And I remember people used to, and they don't know, you know, who I am. So they all like, yeah, girl, you got a curse. You know, you need to just do this to get this curse off. And I'm like, yeah, okay, what do I do? Or, you know, I'm drawing them in or whatever. And I'm like, you are only cursed if you believe you are cursed. Mm -hmm. Nobody's cursed. I'm like, I don't, and it, it, it really pisses me off because that's why people have such just big stigma against yeah, tarot and the, at, you know, the metaphysical realm because people like them who uses it and scams people and say, oh, if you send me $50, then I'll get this curse off you. Honey, you ain't got no curse on you. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I am not cursed. I am healed. Okay. No, no not at all. Happens, that's karma. That's that karma. Is. That is a curse. That's called karma. Exactly. Yeah. People Everybody believe they like right. And they're Everybody like, oh, they told me I was cursed and I just don't know what to do. And I'm like, sweetie, you are not cursed. You are what you believe you are. You need to start speaking healing and light and love into your life, and that's what it's gonna be. Set your attentions and put it out here. Stop allowing these people to trick you. And that's another thing, me, you were talking about, Tamara, about people um, sitting here, like, you know, coming to tarot and, girl, can you pull my cards? And next week, can you pull my cards? What are you doing what to you doing? yourself? Stop coming to me. I'm not your God. I'm not your savior. I'm just, I'm a person just like you. I'm just more in tune and intact with my spirituality. And you can be that way too. If you do the work, no, you yeah. that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Ties every sign they come to your feet. 
That's mm-hmm. I promise you that's the mentality. That's what they're used yes. to. Yes. You're the, the new God. Somebody yeah. will kill me or save mm-hmm. me. Instead of yeah. saving yourself. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, yes. You say that too, when you tell to save yourself. I got to go back to this because it was so funny. <laughs> if you watch this again, you're going to see how hard I probably cracked up when she said it. But when Taquita <laughs> said that they run, she was, I swore when she said run, I just saw everybody ducking like, like it's a drive-by. And I and that's swear that's what it is. I was like, yeah, they run like it's a drive-by. Like people mm-hmm. out here, your guides are trying to help you. The triggers that come up are trying to help you. And you oh snap and duck. You like, dodging you're it. You're you're like, right. I'm trying to help you. What you busting AKs at you? What's 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 good? Right. That's people think that you over here doing spell work and putting curses and got a witch brew and stirring up some stuff. I ain't doing none of that. It's I am not true. into anything. And like people like, oh, you doing, you know, love uh, potions. No, I didn't no. put no love potion or spell on nobody. I want somebody to love me authentically and purely for who I am. Right. I'm not about to put no spell on nobody. Bye. Who I look like? No, I ain't got time. Potions not good. No, all these black magic and. Oh, you know, you know, we need to keep rerouting people to they childhood wounds. How about you go and heal some wounds? You you want some help with something? You trying to find you a man? How about you heal some wounds? You trying to find Mm -hmm. a woman? How about you go? Let let me help you out here. How about you find your ancestral trauma? Let's do some root work. Go Mm -hmm. to your root chakra. There's some ancestral trauma that you need to look into that comes from Mm -hmm. probably carrying some motherhood wounds. I'm going to need you to find out what was going on while your mom was pregnant with you. You know, Mm -hmm. so like, hey, I'm going to need you to run from that. Yeah, like go follow. Yeah, you people don't know that. It goes deeper than childhood wounds. Like, you don't yes. understand. There are motherhood wounds from the womb. From mm-hmm. when you were in the womb, you, you came in with this. It's inherent mm-hmm. in you. So sometimes you fight in stuff that you ever had some stuff that you'd be like, I keep dealing with this. And I, I thought I dealt with it. For one, mm-hmm. you probably didn't get it at the core. For two, if mm-hmm. you did get it at the core, you might want to go and check some, some motherhood wounds. It's beyond you. It's ancestral. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. now you need to go and do some ancestral work. People be running from ancestor thinking that, you know, like African spirituality. And you don't understand that even white people out here doing it. Don't just call it African spirituality. You have the white people out here are doing their ancestral work. They out mm-hmm. Look, some of them everybody out here doing ancestors. it way more than the black folks. Everybody folk. has ancestors. You got we all got ancestors. Around. So if you Russian. You holler at your Russian people. Like it's mm-hmm. not about <laughs> not like, about you know, spirituality doesn't have a color. It's it doesn't. It's not a race. It's about spirit. So mm-hmm. yeah, your peoples, you can holler at your peoples. However, your peoples did it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you're saying, your yeah. rituals are your rituals. That's why intentions are so important. Mm-hmm. There was a time when you know what I'm saying there wasn't the internet. So the way we do things now, mm-hmm. our ancestors didn't know how to do that, but they were still calling mm-hmm. on it, you know what I'm saying, on their ancestors, ancestors. And, and all that and their way, whatever mm-hmm. tools were there at the time is what mm-hmm. you do. That's why music, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I get messages in music and movies now. That's mm-hmm. that that's yeah. I get messages in music or a TV show. I don't even have to fully be paying attention to it. But as mm-hmm. soon as I am message like yeah. the last, last few things i posted what am i watching merlin 
on um on Netflix. It's uh mm -hmm. turned into a series. I'm just looking at the captions. You know how the you know when you go on Netflix and they trying to give you a little bit of what's going yeah. happen. The dragon says some profound shit right off the rip, which is what <laughs> made me want to watch it. <laughs> you talking to the dragon? What the dragon? <laughs> the dragon. This is what he said. No, no, that's not even what he said. This is what he said after I started watching it. Like the dragon just, just you know what I'm saying? Just talk, just talking to me. Hold on, these dragons out here talking to us now. I've been getting a dragon theme lately too. So, oh, see, yeah, there's some. No I even one. had a dream with a dragon. I was like, hey, what? Wow. A no one, no matter how great, mm -hmm. can know their destiny. Mm. You cannot glimpse your part in the great story that is about to unfold. Like mm. everyone, you must live and learn. And learn. Oh, that was you awesome. Right. That's a message. You need your bell, girl. Yes. Something I be needing to hear. Y'all had said something earlier. Um, you talking about um outcomes. Mm -hmm. I have also something else. Um, there's this uh this tarot page that just pops up. Like I don't even really be looking for that stuff to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Even though I do tarot, it kind of just pops up, and I know that's. That's spirit. What did I say? Something about there are no outcomes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Outcomes are created, you know what I'm saying? By your with, with every with daily acts or everyday yeah. acts. Mm -hmm. What's your decision? That's what helped me completely heal from, you know what I'm saying, my expectations from my relationship. There you go. I always had, you know, even on a subconscious level, you know, had an had was attached to an outcome. If this doesn't end up this way, that means that my relationship is not valid. That means I'm not valid. That means this is that all, all my insecurities, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And why I started the relationship in the first place started coming up. Once she mm -hmm. said that, because we were kind of in like a little separation type situation. Once she said that, it uh, just a level of peace just came over me. Mm -hmm. Because I know now my journey is my journey and what's for me is going to always be for me. Yeah. So... Unfortunately, well, can't say unfortunately because we don't know yet. Fortunately, if we don't work out the way it's supposed to, or way the way that I want it, that means the universe has another situation mm -hmm. that's going to be set up that's going to be for me, and mm -hmm. it's up free will. It's yeah, up free will to him. You know what I'm saying? Whether he want to go fast track on that healing or not, because mm -hmm. I, I got to keep on, and that, that doesn't take away my love for him. Mm -hmm. flame. We're going to always be connected and all of that good stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, definitely certain things that I want, you know what I'm saying, out of life. And it's possible that our journeys, you know what I'm saying, not correlate with that. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. And that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that, you know, our relationship yeah. is meaningful or he doesn't love me, I don't love him, and it's not real and all of that jazz. All of these, you know, 3D, you know, stipulations and thought processes we have about relationships are just all gone. Like, mm. this is pure, unconditional love. I, I mm. want him happy with me. I want him happy if he's without me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not going to feel bad either way or how this goes. Now, mm -hmm. I want to have his babies and all of that good stuff, but if that ain't it, it's going to yes. be something else or someone yeah. else. So mm -hmm. I'm not no longer not carrying that weight, you know what I'm mm. saying, and those thought processes about it. And to be quite honest... He, I kind of, he kind of feels that energy 
Mm-hmm. We've been getting a whole lot closer. You've been getting a mm-hmm. lot of different feelings. Uh, yeah, I've been getting, I've been getting mm-hmm. a whole lot of new, better vibes. It's like you sending out, like, like yes, you feeling out that. It. And um, yes, real quick before you say something, I was like, I'm trying to hold it and not forget it. But when you said the outcome, yeah, when mm-hmm. you said the outcome, it was like it triggered like something I saw too that said, and you said detach, and it said like we must detach from the outcome in order to truly have the experience in life. Like it's like you mm-hmm. have to detach from the outcome. And um, that went with something else that spoke about final destinations. Um, no, it's called destination addiction. A lot of people are, are mm-hmm. addicted to a destination, a destined outcome, rather than just looking at the journey, rather than living mm-hmm. in every moment in the now moment as a journey, we're looking for some type of outcome and having these expectancies, you know, like, like what you were saying, you know, we have these ex- and expectancy is right above fear. Fear is at the core of all negative emotions. And when you peel the layers, expectancy is right there. Yeah. When you lift it from, from anger, like I always explain this to people, if you peel the layers, you know, anger is an outer layer. When you peel, it's like you angry because you mad. You mad because you sad. You sad because you hurt. You hurt because you disappointed. You disappointed because you got an expectation. You expected something to happen or not happen. And when you peel that layer, you'll realize you had an expectation because you have a fear. Because you have a fear of something happening or not happening, that's what breeds the expectation. So the key mm-hmm. is to be this, and I need you to be that. So I'm, yeah, so I'm love. So yeah. I'm exactly. And if you don't yeah. that, then that means I'm not this. So I'm not that. Yeah. Now you see why we have to remove the fear. This is why it's guiding us to. We have to remove the fear in order to fix whatever perceptions are in our minds, and and mm-hmm. to switch that. Um, to I want to say to transmute it from accept from expectation. The opposite of that on the love ball is acceptance. Mm-hmm. So you you have to kind of move to a place of acceptance, which is like you said, accepting the outcome, accepting the person for who they are. You know, mm-hmm. like more everything. Than embrace. You know, I like the word yeah. embrace. Sorry, Tequita, I couldn't let that go. Oh no, you're fine. That that I love that. Yes, definitely. It's just like if you if we knew exactly what the outcome would be. Would you have done this? Would you have done that? You know what I'm saying? And so it kind of puts stuff in perspective. It kind of makes me think back to the Avengers movie. I'm a big Avengers fan, like me and my kids. And so like, um, what I think, I forget what Avengers this was, but um, Dr. Strange, um, you know, he can, he's a time traveler. He can see into the future. And they were fighting against um, Thanos. And he went and he looked at all possible outcomes and he literally told him, was like, it's not going to happen. Like, there's no way we can beat him. But he knew that there was only one way. So instead of him telling them that, he just didn't tell them. So it just kind of puts stuff in perspective for me. And what it just kind of, I say all that to say that, you know, sometimes the universe doesn't reveal everything to us because it's certain things that we don't need to know. And like you said, um, what's going to happen is going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. And life is all about experience it's not about like you said getting to that destination and you know whatever it's all about experience because these experiences is shaping and warping us to become the persons that we're meant to be so without these experiences we're not becoming these people so it takes away from the value of life without these experiences good bad or indifferent so when you embrace that and you you know, like you said, do away with the expectations, life becomes more meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Um, so 
you know, like I said, like I wouldn't want to know my future. Like if I had all in any power, I would not want to know what my future is going to be. It just takes away the joy, the journey. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather just go through it. You know, and like you said, whatever is meant to be, it's going to be what, what God has for me. No man can take away. So it doesn't matter if I go this way or go that way. That is going to be for me. You know what I'm saying? And so like if you knew like the stuff that you know now, say, for instance, you know, you are you're dealing with somebody and that didn't go well. And then you met somebody else and then it just, you know, you got married. Da, 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 da. Had you knew that you breaking up from that person was going to lead you to this person? Would you have gone through that experience? Like, would you have still done it the same way? You know what I'm saying? And that's why, like, a lot of us hold on to, to things because we don't know that it's something else out there. And sometimes the universe is trying to tear us away from something, but we're holding on so tightly and we're so consumed by this expectation and this fear of letting go. And it's not until we let go that that thing that is meant for us comes in. Um, so, you know, and it's, it, it's just like, you just have to, again, let go. You just got to let go. And the universe is, like you said, is always moving and it's free flowing and everybody has free will to do whatever they want to do. And you can't, you can't make somebody be in a situation with you or be with you. They're probably not ready. They're not on that journey or they're not ready for what you're ready for. Everybody is on a journey and you meet certain people. Like I'm a firm believer that you have multiple soulmates. Like mm -hmm. I don't feel like there's just one specific uh, person. 3,999 to be exact. It's like so many people that you're compatible with, but you meet certain people in certain places in your life and on certain levels where y'all just click and it just matches. It just works. And then, you know, I can meet, I probably have met a couple of my soulmates, but they were just not where I was spiritually or just evolved where I'm at. So it just didn't work out. So, but that's okay. But you just keep going and you eventually were running to that one that is meeting you where you are needed to be met and it just will work out. Mm -hmm. um, so you just got to have faith in that. So that's what I, you know, cause like me personally, I've been single for over 10 years. You know, I haven't been, I have had literally one real relationship my whole life. And I was with my kid's father. And you would think that I have been married three times, been in five, <laughs> five failed marriages, whatever, because I, I feel like I have so much wisdom and so much experience, you know, and I'm always, you know, helping people through their, their situations and their mess. But I'm grateful for the experiences, like I said, good, bad, or indifferent, because I, I enjoy and I love the woman that I am. Um, and, you know, and that's, that's just in itself. So. But it is what it is. Like you just, like you said, just letting go of outcomes. People hold on to certain situations and people because of fear. They're scared. And, you know, once you release that, that's when that energy starts coming back. Mm -hmm. And people, people, put out, people feel that, feel, they feel that vibration. When they feel you detaching, you ain't got to say a word, you know, and you know when somebody is like on your frequency, like you said, Tamara, if you think about them and then I, I can't tell you how many times I thought about somebody and they call and I'm like, what? you know what I'm saying? That's how you know, like, I don't like that's happened to me a, a lot lately when I'm thinking about somebody and I'll be like, speaking of the, <laughs> they calling my line. Just you know, yesterday I was, it's been raining out here. So I was on the bus yeah. to getting some groceries and I had to wait at the bus stop for a while. And, um, 
my man, you know, went to pop up for lunchtime, you know what I'm saying, to come and check me, but he didn't know that I was out. But I really wanted to see him. So I was like, damn, he showed up and I wasn't there. So I was like, well, I'm in, on the bus or whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah. I was, he was like, well, get off the bus. Hmm. Sure enough, I got off the bus. He, he was there. Right up, he right, soon as, and the bus was about to pull off. <laughs> Two sec, 60 seconds from the bus pulling off. I, I, I'm getting off real quick. And he was right. It wasn't even like I had to wait. It yeah, was on, it was just, just on time. Like, and honestly, it's because I've been changing my eye. I, I kind of, mm-hmm. I I don't know how I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe it. Because again, I I love him. He is my twin flame. I want nothing more than to have a trillion of his babies. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We, not a trillion queen. Not a trillion. I, if I if my 37 year old womb can carry a thousand of his babies, I really would. I promise you that I would. You know what I'm saying? But my relationship with him from the beginning started off with my insecurities. I tried to replace my mother with him. Oh. I had expectations of her and with my abandonment issues. So I assumed that he was supposed to give me those things. Right. Now that I know better and I'm healed from that, I have less of this attachment. So there's certain things that I don't do. You know, another thing, I'm getting busy now. You know, uh, my life is is growing. You know, my business is growing. So I don't have all of this idle time to just be sitting around, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. worrying about what he got going on. So now if I don't speak to him, I'm not scared about what that means. You know mm. what I mean? So now I don't have to overreact and, and things of that nature. So I'm sure that he likes that. Then at the same time, it's like, okay, what does that mean? Because for men... When you give them overly your, your your energy, that's how they know they got you. Yeah. Especially with, I'm a very habitual person, so I kind of do the same things, you know what I'm saying, the same way. So switching it up, it's a telltale sign that you may be moving on or your feelings for them have changed. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to change. Mm. I almost wanted to stifle myself because I didn't want him to think that, okay. you know, that I don't love him anymore. And then and, and I don't want him mm-hmm. to think that because, you know, we have like a long distance relationship. So I didn't want him to think, okay, well, maybe I need to, you know, deal with my baby mamas again and all that. Mm-hmm. Since she got there, you know, I didn't, I didn't want that. I want us to grow. Now, whether he get up with them girls or not, I don't even care. I'm going to be real. I've been dealing with him for 13 years. As long as when I go to OBGYN and we ain't got no problems, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And my, you know, saying my space isn't, you know, interrupted. I'm not even really worried about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those women are always going to be in their lives. They gave birth to his children. You know what I'm saying? So they're always going to be connected. And to be quite honest, sex is is, is here mm. on a totem pole of importance. Yeah, I'm not to say that they just, oh, go and fuck all of them and, you know, just have a way with it. But those things are not, I'm not worrying about those things anymore. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I'm mm-hmm. detaching myself, you know what I'm saying, from those things. Because those are things that keep your relationships you don't need to be in. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Keep you attached to folks that you don't need yeah. to be You know what I'm saying? And making relationships a whole lot harder than they need to be. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That, like I said, that's 5% of our relationship. The other 95%, mm-hmm. I can't lie, even with his issues, is on point. So mm-hmm. if I'm really going to 
trip about that. But let's think logically. It's the, let's just go to the masculine <laughs> side of things. I, I, that's what I've been learning. You yeah. know, let's think logically without your emotions. You know what I'm saying? If you get 95% of you want out of a situation, is that not, is that not a win? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So again, I never had to worry about them. 13 years, I ain't never seen them, heard them. Ain't nobody showed up at my house. Ain't nobody popping <laughs> Nobody popping off. Ain't nobody popped up or popped off. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I need not, you know, worry about that because mm-hmm. I know that he's around me and when I'm talking to his energy, I know his energy and I know your energy. I feel it. Yeah, we good over here. So I'm not, and that's kind of putting him in a position to keep his game up because Mm -hmm. I am networking and going out there in the world and meeting new people. Yeah. What's she doing? What's she she really doing? You know, you put him closer. Like, what you really doing? You know, and and I want one thing on the channel you, and you can see everything. Yeah, <laughs> when you get on the channel, check the channel out. But yeah, when, when you were yeah. saying you didn't want him to feel like, you know, um his feelings, your feelings for him has changed. Like the first thing that popped in my mind was like, no, your feelings about you have changed. So that's what he's seeing. He's like, your it's it's nothing to do with you, but my feelings about myself has changed. I'm putting me first, I'm doing what I gotta do for me. And I'm not holding it back out of a concern for you. And this, again, is something that we all should be working on in this time and space. We need mm-hmm. to be, this is a part of the detaching. Stop worrying about how, and I literally just had a dream about this the other night. I think I, I spoke about it on my last live that in that dream, I was stating my I am. And, and you know, hopefully maybe this will help somebody too, but we in the space where we need to just state our I am. Everything that you are, which is your solar plexus. So if there's anything that you need to speak to someone about any situation that you have that you may have been dealing with, what you want to do is you don't want to point at them and go back to this and that. We don't we don't need to deal with that. What you want to do is stay in a place of love, get heart centered first and then love yourself so much that you don't care how much it's going to offend somebody just by you showing how much you love your I am and state your I am. So what you're going to do when you talk to them is you just state your I am. You don't go into no depths of you did this and that. You just say, I am this. This is who I am. This is my soul's integrity. This is what I, this is also how you can set your healthy boundaries. This is what I will do. This is what I won't do. And this, and, and because of my, I am, I warrant this. I require this due to my, I, I, my, I am and the love of my, I am. I am the love that lights the truth in its most divine, highest way. I am the divinity and beyond, you know, state all of your powerful aspects unapologetically with no fear of no one thinking that you are thinking that you all that, because that's another fear that holds us back. Again, we think about the other person. You think about offending them and if they're going to think you all that. No, I know I'm all that. I know that I am. I am that I am. And so I'm going to state that in a place of love, no disrespect to you, but in a place of love and then walk away. You know what? Don't try to bitter it out back and forth with them. Just state your claim and say, you know, I bid you adieu. Have a blessed day or, you know, go about your business and leave it alone. Take your hands out. I kid you not. This is what I did in the dream. Walked away and then they came back around me. And in the dream and in a place of love, because I know they were uncomfortable while you have this conversation, it's going to be tension. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you have to stand grounded, stand in your power and grounded and rooted in love. 
and just walk away with it and they will come near you. They you might have to give them some time to process it. But what the dream showed me is they came back around with appreciation and appreciating the truth in my love that likes the truth. And I was like, okay, that taught me a lesson, you know? So I just say that to throw that out there for anybody else. We know we need to get in our, I am right now. Don't worry about how they're going to take it, how they're going to be offended. Love yourself. And again, got to bring it back to the childhood wound. So, you know, again, this takes you loving yourself enough to love yourself beyond your childhood wounds. That is definitely going to help you. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we could talk about this for another hour. Ever, you know right? So, but I'm going to let y'all ladies go. Um, this is beautiful. We appreciate you so much. Please tell Thank everybody where to find you and tell them a little bit about the workshop. Oh, okay. That's right. I have workshops. The next one is coming up in June. It's called the Divine Chakra Moon Workshop, which has to do with like chakras, as you see behind me, as well as the moon. I do it with the full moon. It's a seven-day workshop working from the root, going from the root coming on up to the crown. We're pulling up our fears and we're transcending them in the heart all the way up to our highest spiritual self, which is the crown. So that's what we do in that workshop. And currently a new workshop has been coming out where we do manifestations. It's the manifestations workshop where we do that with the new moon coming from the crown going down. That's something I've been doing, but with a specific set of people, to be honest, because your first work is you really got to work those fears up. So the full moon one, I highly recommend for everybody. I may make that a prerequisite, you know, for the, the manifestations. But um, outside of that, you can catch me on Facebook. Uh, Keila Textry, Reflections and Truth. Also, I am on YouTube under Divine Energy. It may be hard to find. I think I have to change that name because there's a lot of Divine Energies. But if you put in Divine Energy and Akila Speaks, um, you should be able to pull it up. Um, let me see. Just to be specific, in case you still can't find it, look up a topic, how to un block your subconscious, how to unlock your subconscious. When you put in a specific topic, it takes you right to my page. Um, and then where, where else can you find me? That's about it for now. Um, and I'm Plump Queen. Whenever she'll have me back, hey, I'll be back. Oh, we're going <laughs> to always have you here on Amspiration TTV. Always, always. That's right. All right, Mr. Quita, tell, tell them all about you, where to find you, girl. My name is Tequita, as y'all know. Um, you can find me um, mainly over on uh, YouTube. Um, I have a channel called Scorpio Sun. Um, I just um, started another channel. Uh, it's called Quita B Tarot Talk. Um, I, you know, I still do my tarot, but I also um, am, am having, you know, discussions about relationships and, again, with the healing, the trauma bonding, just different subjects on, you know, um, relationships and how those work, um, you know, healing after a heartbreak or when it's time to leave, you know, when is it okay to stay, just different things like that. So if you're interested in that, you can find me um, on YouTube. Also on Facebook, I have a um, group called Scorpio Sun. Um, so you can find me there, Instagram. I, um, it is realty underscore tarot um, on Instagram. And then of course you can find me here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There we go. All right, all right, all right. Now y'all know me. Y'all know mm -hmm. where to find me. <laughs> where I need y'all to look to find me is on Inspire Media Network this Saturday, April 9th. Download, stream, however it is that you do it, 
but y'all need to get Inspire Media Network on your Roku TV. I am excited. You should be excited too. This is, uh, I'm going to say, my solar return gift to myself through y'all. How about that? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Appreciate it. Cannot wait to show you guys all this inspiration television style. But of course, on Thursdays, we have our Amped Up podcast. I have been um, connecting and networking with a lot of amputees. And we're starting a situation where we talk as amputees us, all for us, and by us. So all of the issues that we go through, telling our stories, we're even going to have almost like a strawberry letter type situation going on. Where we mm. have amputees get, well, it's not really like the strawberry letter, but, you know, Jabra's going to be, you know, talking about our emails. We're going to have people emailing their stories and things of that nature, you know, and telling them and hopefully getting them, you know, some exposure so, you know, we can really you know, um, put the amputee community on the map and we can really teach this healing because even as amputees and stuff like a lot of stuff that we deal with, honestly, we've been dealing with prior to our amputations. A lot of us, like I had my childhood traumas and me losing my arm didn't stop me from having to deal with those things. That's so, right. you know what I'm saying? So uh, this podcast is definitely going to be a great space, you know what I'm saying, for all amputees. So definitely tune in on Thursdays at 6 p.m. All right. Of course, on Saturdays um, at noon, but I think we gonna y'all going to see this at 9 a.m. Soul Sister Therapy Childhood Trauma Podcast. As you can see how powerful this is, you know what I'm saying? We are out here doing the service for the people because, like I said, 10 years from now, I don't want to be talking about none of this. I want mm -hmm. us to be on the next level. I want us to be embodying the healing and talking about the other side of healing. That, that's what I'm looking for. So that's why we're tackling and we're unraveling and unpacking all this stuff right now. So every Saturday at noon, but maybe at 9 a.m. this Saturday, you know what I'm saying? Definitely tap into Soul Sister Therapy Childhood Trauma Podcast. Mm -hmm. Now on Sundays with my sister, our 33 master teacher, we talk with spirit, okay? She's intuitive, an intuitive reader. And I kind of just throw my little comical you know, spin on it and just tell y'all my little experiences, you know what I'm saying, with it. Um, I'm a little bit more um, connected with Oracle cards than Tarot. Taquita is the, you know, she's the expert, but, you know, Oracle cards seem to be a whole lot easier for me to um, to interpret, I should say. So we, we have we have 33 Mass Teacher in the building. So, you know, make it right and make it tight. So make sure y'all tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. on the Sundays with Spirit. Now, every once in a while, stuff happens like this Will and Jada slap and the Oscars and all that nonsense. You know what I'm saying? So I come through with my simple truths of Plum Queen. So I just pop up with Tell Truth Vision social media live. So anytime you see this banner and I just pop up, you know you're about to get some uncomfortable but much needed truth. Okay, So make sure <laughs> you pop up for that. And we have Inspire interviews. I, in I interview all of the most inspiring and amazing people. If you want to be interviewed, you can go to my link tree and um, you go to my Candly and you can sign up for an interview because, you know, we want to see you. I'm the conduit between those who want and those ones who have and those who need. So I know so many people who have these talents and so many people that can use those talents. So I'm here to bridge that gap. So this is why I do inspire interviews. All right, so this is what mm. we have to offer here. We love, love, love y'all. Appreciate y'all time and energy. And we just want to give you all of this inspiration all the time. So love, love, love y'all. And love and like. Saturday. Bye. Peace, y'all. Peace.